Week four rapidly approaching. It's time for our six-pack of favorite games for the Sunday slate. In week four, we've got uh, some really fantastic games to cover this week. We've got Bills, Ravens, which looks like it's going to be a fantastic one. Of course, Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a ton more. Previewing Thursday night football as well. Coming up on this edition of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money. First time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. The New Orleans Saints, Matt, are the team we're going to start with here, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And this is a London game. I, I love the London games. I love the the out-of-the-country games. I just love, you know, growing the sport is fun, seeing how different fan bases treat different things. And Let me stop you for a minute. Okay. Because you You're a West Coast guy. I don't hide the fact I am not a morning person. 9.30 Eastern is a little early for me for a full day of Sundays. How It's like 4 a.m. for you, right? So <laughs> in the early days of the London games, okay. it was not ever something I was going to watch. Okay. Especially if it was like a bad Jaguars team playing. Somebody's like, that. if there's a game I'm not going to watch, it's going to be the London game. Maybe I'll go catch the, you know, the, the, the shortened version of the highlights yeah. later. Um, since then, becoming a father, and look, and you're changes about your nine, sleep schedule a little. Yeah, about nine thirty Eastern. It's earlier than that for me right now. Uh, recording this <laughs> right, nine a.m. Right. So uh, you know, I, I'm up. I'm up a lot earlier than I used to be. The the younger version of Brian Peacock, and so yep. um, it's a. You'll, it's you'll a like when your kids become teenagers again. I might not catch opening kickoff, but it's a roll out of bed. And hey, there's already football on. Let's just take this a little bit longer than we okay. were already going to. And you know, <laughs> uh, in the family dynamic here, I'm like, sorry, honey, but working today it's going to start oh, okay. so duty yeah, calls um, yeah uh, but but i but i love the idea of it more than the actual practical up in the morning watching okay the opening curious about you west coast of these games uh and when it pertains to the new orleans saints uh not only you know traveling across the pond to play this game but uh they're a little bit banged up and they've been a team that has been mighty disappointing to begin with anyway yeah again we're recording this thursday there's not a ton of injury news across the league yet except winston and michael thomas both did not practice today um, I really like the Vikings in this game big. I, I feel like I misread the Saints, and maybe it has a lot to do with uh, Peyton not being there. I thought the Saints were going to be a contender. I picked them to win the South. I, I mean, I'm not sure that that ship is 100% sailed, but I think the Vikings are a much better team than New Orleans right now. Here's a little tidbit that gives me pause on the Vikings, though, is – I think the Vikes may have made a rookie coaching mistake in that I, I don't quote me exactly on the dates, but the saints have been in Europe now for like a week where the Vikings, I think leave tonight. 
that's a massive mistake. I mean, it takes a, a full three, four, five days to really get yourself right for, you know, catching up with the jet lag. I think that's a mistake by the Vikings and a rookie head coach, but all the stuff on paper just greatly favors New Orleans. The injury situation, New Orleans pass rush is non-existent lately. And we know Kirk Cousins is two different guys when he's, when pressured and clean, you know, more so than most quarterbacks. Everyone knows I'm a Winston guy and he has been troubling and it's almost like they let him revert to 30 touchdown, 30 interception, Jameis. You know, he starts really slow and then they chuck it all over the field late in games and get back into things. They run the ball well, but they don't run it enough. Um, and Winston's kind of playing like he used to, where Sean Payton reeled him in really well as a Saint before this year. And it looks like everything, the wheels are kind of coming off a little bit. Yeah, he's going to throw for, you know, 4,500 yards. Right. And it's going to be one of those seasons. And right now, it's not adding up to to wins for the Saints who are one and two and my gosh almost lost that week one game to the uh to the Atlanta Falcons as well so um I don't like the way things are going for the Saints at all I still think even with the jet lag factor which is a good point I think two and a half looking at those bet online odds by the way yeah. um or you know at least by a field goal I've got the Vikings here is it you know is that enough for the Saints to have acclimated time wise because we talk about the early kickoff that's not even talking wake up call getting out there for yeah, one right. it's going to be really early for the Vikings if their body clocks aren't ready for it so that could be a huge factor the Saints could just all of a sudden boop go up big on you um early in that game you don't even know what's happened before you woke up so um, I, I do have the Vikings at least by three in this game, so I, I will take the Vikes. But um, this is a game that, that could get ugly. It's more important for the Vikings than the Saints, I think, because the Vikings, after starting two and one, really have to prove they can keep pace with the Packers, whereas um, the, the Saints, I mean, obviously it's important for the Saints too because you go one and three, it just starts to make yeah, your right. your playoff uh, your playoff life that much more difficult. But And they're all in this year, you the, know? The, well, yeah, you know what? That's true. The the all-in nature of what the New Orleans Saints are doing right now, maybe it is more important for them to prove maybe. that they can do this without Sean Payton. No first-round pick next year. They're not going to go find that quarterback in the draft, right? So it's going to be, you know, is it Winston again or another journeyman type of a quarterback? Um, they're really good at running up their credit cards. So maybe that's it's something they're able to still do next year. But it starts to look kind of bleak if you're the Saints. If you're you already yeah. weren't winning when you were at fuller strength and then you start losing your quarterback. And, you know, you know, I don't know how much they expected from Michael Thomas, but mm-hmm. it, it, it is somewhat of a bleak picture for the Saints. So maybe this game is a, a little bit more important for them than than I was given credit originally. Yeah, and the more I think about it, too, it's not do or die, but it's pretty close. I mean, one Mm -hmm. to three would be a disaster. Um, Last little nugget here. Um, I wanted to mention this before. Saints are last in the league in turnover differential. I mean, that I hope that they're smart enough to say, let's make this a Kamara game. Let's try to shorten things a little bit. And then on the other sideline, for you folks that aren't going to get up for this and are playing fantasy, if you have Dalvin Cook or Madison, you might want to set an alarm and see who's playing and who isn't because you want the top guy in this game for your fantasy team. That is a great point. That is an absolutely uh, good point. And uh, from what I've seen from the, the the internet doctors, too, with Dalvin Cook, the, there's mm-hmm. a good chance he could play in this game. I think, you know, maybe the London factor makes it a little bit more difficult in travel and all of that. But um, just the chance of re-injury for Cook at this point is so high. You, you know, if you have Cook and he plays in this game, before he gets he's hurt had this again, injury for like six years, though. 
He's just a warrior play. You know what I mean? And he's an NFL running back. So, you know, it's kind of going to happen. You start getting to that certain point and get into that second contract zone. So, um, yeah, maybe it's a a sell time situation for Dalvin Cook. If someone in your fantasy league is, is running back needy and you can do without one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. We've got Jaguars and Eagles, Bills, Ravens, uh, Pats, Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and talking about teams that really need to win a game to uh, stay paced in their division, the Titans and Colts as well as part of our Sunday six-pack for week four. And, of course, we'll preview Thursday night football as well. And, of course, you can bet on any of these games at betonline.net, your number one source for football betting and information this season it doesn't help to make bets without the information you need so you can do both at bet online not just wagering but all the latest player developments team matchups news in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find at bet online and as always bet online remains your continued source for all sports wagering uh live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events major league baseball mma boxing golf you name it They've got it at Bet Online, even Vegas casino games as well. So get to betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. How about those Jaguars? Are the Jaguars for real? I think it's uh, about time to find out when they travel to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. One of my favorite games on the slate here in our six pack. Got to hit the sounder for this oh, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Are the Jaguars ready for this challenge of the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles? Or are the Philadelphia Eagles going to run into a team and be like, okay, we're not just going to run the table this year? Yeah, right. I mean, uh, I think the Jags are ready for the challenge. I don't think they win in Philly. I mean, that's a tough place to play. Um, th- th- that fan base is going to be ravenous right now. Um, the Jags, I bet mentioned how the Saints are the worst in turnover differential. Well, the Jags are the best. But any metric you look at for both these teams, DVOA, EPA, yards per play, whatever, both these teams are like in the top seven on both sides of the ball. I do think that big, physical, very talented Jacksonville front seven can actually do battle with the Philly O-line and running game better than most teams can. But I still think the Jags are a noticeable step behind what I think is clearly the best team in the NFC and in contention for best team in the league in their building, especially, um, you know, Devonte Smith is on fire right now. The, the Jags secondary worries me a little bit against Goddard Smith, AJ Brown. Um, I think I like the backdoor cover though. I think this is a tough, hard fought game. The Jags are not going to lay down if they get down on the scoreboard. I, I think they make it tight though. And uh, where did I have this game? I got them 30, 28 Eagles. 30-28 Eagles. Okay, so a tight one. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you have to think that the Eagles are going to win this one at home by mm-hmm. a touchdown. Let me ask you this just real quick. If if the season, obviously, is way too early after three weeks. We still don't know what's going on with this season. Right. Uh, you know, the Raiders probably aren't going to have the number one pick in the NFL draft. The, sure. You know, some of the teams like Miami and, and Philly are going to lose some games. If the season ended, though, right before week four, is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the league? Yeah. I think Lamar has a really strong case because there's less mm-hmm. around him. I mean, I think they're asking. Yeah. And I think Allen has a really strong case. I bet there's some people saying, what about Tua? I'm just not quite there yet at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quite there. He had the one game, but then the others mm-hmm. are, you know, and he's got a little bit of an injury too that, that worries me this week for, for Tua. But um, Philadelphia, 
Oh, this is tough because Philly has played so well. Uh, oh, I'm actually – they're at home too. So I think there's a chance that Philly does boat race the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are like, okay, this is, is going to be tough. This isn't going to be easy. You know, our young quarterback's going to have some ups and some downs. So, um, yeah, but seven points. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, Give me those Take points. points. Give me those yeah. points. It's going to be closer than, than a touchdown here. So – Give me the give me the Eagles by six in this game, and I think it might be a little bit lower scoring than some people think because I think both teams can play D, and I think that's what's going to help yeah. out the Jaguars a lot is because they've got they've got players on the defensive side of the ball. Looking at the uh, PFF Ooh. grades, the highest graded rookies in the NFL this year, I think the second highest graded rookie is uh, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker. Really? So, yeah, I think we mentioned him the other day. He's been great. Right. He's played so well. Obviously, their number one pick, Trevon Walker, has played really well. And uh, Josh Allen is having a good year because he's got more help on the defensive line. And so, yeah, it's a good defense. I, I think this one may be a little bit lower scoring, but give me the Eagles by six. Okay. Next up, we've got those. Where'd it go? Who is up next here? Do Bill's Ravens. Bill's Ravens. There we go. Yeah, this, I mean, this is, I mean, come on. If you're talking about MVP candidates, if it's right. not her, it's one of these two quarterbacks, right? No, exactly. Again, I don't think two is in that neighborhood. Both these guys are being asked to do a ton Buffalo has more around them than the Ravens. The Ravens are getting very little out of the running back and left tackle position. I, I saw this crazy number today. It, Greg Cosell, I think, was the one quoting it. The Ravens have had three receivers or more on the field, like 17 snaps this year. It, it, I mean, it's under 20. The whole league lives on 11 personnel, and they, they put three receivers out there like a couple times a game. I mean, they're just so weird to play against. Um, I think that Bills D line, though, is a big problem for the Ravens. And I'm not sure if I trust the Ravens defense or not. I mean, allowing a lot of big plays, big plays allowed against Josh Allen doesn't seem like a great formula to me in Baltimore. But I think the Bills bounce back after, you know, losing a game they probably shouldn't and kind of show the league that, hey, we're going to beat a good team. I got a 35 27 and be back number one in everyone's power ranks. A lot of balls flying everywhere in this game, Matt. A lot of points. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it could be. It could be a lot of fun. I think just from, like, you know, how fun it is as a viewer to watch that this is probably the top game on the schedule this week uh, because some other games yeah. that might be good ones maybe a little bit lower scoring and, you know, watching Josh Allen and, and how, you know, superlative he is with his arm and then watching uh, – watching Lamar Jackson with how superlative he is with his both arm and legs and, you know, leading the team and passing and rushing that the problem I have is how sustainable is what Baltimore is doing right now. Cause they, they also, you talk about the bills should have won a game. The, the, uh, the Miami dolphins doing a number on both of these teams. The dolphins mm. had, could have two losses against both of these teams because there was a big comeback uh, against those, uh, against those Ravens in week two for the Miami dolphins. That could have been a Ravens win, but man, I, I just, I don't know about the sustainability of, of Lamar doing everything continually for this team, but man, uh, if there's anybody that can do it, it's him. Oh, no doubt. Uh, a couple little nuggets here, a little bit fantasy related. Mark Andrews is a superstar. Bills are number one against tight ends in production this year. You know, it doesn't mean they're going to shut them out, but, you know, that, that doesn't bode well. And then how about this for Jackson's case as an MVP? I think he's throwing the ball extremely well. But he has 60% of the Ravens rushing yards this year. I was just going to bring <laughs> that up. Not only is he leading his own team in rushing, he's got 243 yards. The next closest is Justice Hill with 80 yards. And and yeah. almost half of those came on one run for him. For Hill, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has 60% of their rushing yards, and he's only getting 36% of their carries. One out of three of his runs goes for 10 yards or more. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if you're playing against the Ravens, you want to take away tight end Mark Andrews. That's clearly his favorite target. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews has 22 receptions on the year. The next closest is Rashad Bateman, eight receptions. Yeah, it's crazy. I thought thought Bateman would be much more involved. Right, I thought he would too. And he's got some big plays, and he looks like a a real player, but just the the target share and uh, the volume hasn't been there yet for him. So uh, we'll see how that ends up looking for the Ravens. The The way we painted that picture, I don't know how you can come out of this conversation and not think that the Bills should be uh, favored by quite a bit here. They are favored by three. They are on the road, but I feel like it's still not enough. I'm, I'm a little bit um, behind the Bills here with just, you know, the completeness of this team. Worried a little bit about some yeah. of the injuries they have had to deal with, but give me the Buffalo Bills by four at least. Yeah, me too. I haven't winning by a touchdown. Could be a lot of points, though. I do think both offenses are hard to play against. Mm Big-time playmaking quarterbacks, you know. It's going to be a fun game for sure. Moving on to the New England Patriots, who are in Green Bay to face those Packers. They will not have Mac Jones at quarterback, which probably is a very good thing for the Packers, who are still figuring out some things for them. I don't think they're going to have to score a whole bunch of points in this one. No, I I don't either. I mean, I saw something about Hoyer's last 11 starts have all been losses. You know, I mean, he's... Him and Flacco are two of the, the remaining dinosaurs that I that I recruited in high school. I mean, that's not a good sign at my age, their age. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't remember your high school highlights from when I was getting breaking into this business. Um, they, they're light on weaponry anyways. I really do believe Green Bay has an elite defense. Um, I think you can just play it close to the – you know Rodgers isn't going to th- turn the ball over a lot, especially in Green Bay – heavy dose of Jones and Dylan, and I think you control the game. I just don't know that the Packers are a blow-you-out type of offense, though. Can they win by 10? I'm going to say yes. This feels like a game where they should lean on the running game. It's, you know, the the line is, what, nine and a half, looking at bet online for this one for yeah, yeah. the Packers' favorite at home. But is there going to be enough total points to win by 10 points? That's my That's question. That's my concern, gonna, yeah. You know, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a 13-6 to six game. It, it could be something like that. Uh, and and trying to figure out who Aaron Rodgers' weapon is going to be. I thought Alan Lazard would have made himself a little bit more of the front runner here in this once he came back, but he's only got nine targets on the year. Uh, six catches in two games after missing week number one for 58 yards. Does have a couple touchdown passes, which is good. You know, these, the, the red zone target there. Um, Romeo Dobbs has been the leading receiver, but he's only got 14 catches you know, yeah. and 16 targets. Check to out go. today's Locked On Dynasty when we talk about Romeo Dobbs from to oh, start to finish. How about that? Teaser. You're all in on him. <laughs> we just analyze him. You got to go listen. Oh, Christian Check Watson had dropped a touchdown, though. Christian yeah. Watson... Uh, he's only got five catches on the year. He should have six for another like 80 yards because he just had one drop in the bucket, completely dropped it and, and roasted his guy. But Dobbs, uh, Dobbs is pretty much the guy. Dobbs and Lazard right now. Yep, which isn't ideal. Right. Um, it could get better is the thing for the Packers. Because Here's an old, old podcasting trick. I'm going to throw out a prediction that if it doesn't happen, nobody will remember. But if it does, I'll be like, boy, Williamson's smart on Monday. Okay. New England's always like the best team in the league on special teams with the Ravens. The Packers were the worst team I've seen in a long time last year on special teams. I don't know if it's much better in Green Bay. I'm going to say the Patriots score on special teams or block a punt or block oh. a kick or do something like that. Well, in a very Belichickian manner. 
Yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm changing my prediction. I want the points. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, yeah. you got to take the points here. Bill's going to play it close. Packers win this one by 10. Uh, that's a little bit too much. So yeah. give me the points, but give me the Packers clearly straight up. And you might want to just go with the under. And it's the lowest over under on the slate, 40 and a half points. Oh, wow. I'm going to take the under. Yeah. Nine and a half in, a, in an under game of 40 just doesn't quite add up. Right. I mean, this can, this game can be 27 to three and still you're not touching that. It could that be over. 27 to three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It <laughs> the line is what it is or else nobody would bet on the Patriots. I guess so. You're right. Yeah. Moving along to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Matt. This is a fun game here. Uh, the- also a low over-under. You would, I mean, if, if you had to bet the over-under in this game two months ago, you'd think it'd be like 55. But neither oh, of these yeah. offenses no are humming, you know? No doubt. At least there's some weaponry for, I mean, maybe not the weaponry he's had in the past, but there's some go-to players for Patrick Mahomes. Evans. But, oh, I would say Evans comes back at least. Well, I guess Evans does come back. So that does help the, the bucks, but I mean, Tom Brady and the bucks, even with Evans in there, haven't put up anything for points this year. No, I mean, I think the bucks offense is like 31st in DVOA and EPA. I mean, like their offense is flat out bad. And it's all based off the O-line and wide receiver issues. But I'm looking at it like, well, if you get Evans and Gage and run the ball a little better, maybe it's, you know, better than it, maybe they bottomed out the last week or two. Kansas City blew the doors off Arizona, who I think we kind of know isn't good now. And But the last two weeks, their offense has sputtered. And I, I think they need a receiver not named Travis Kelsey to really step up. And I'm not sure who that guy is. Um, but I think the chiefs are in a better spot than the Bucks. but I do think the Bucks have the best defense in the league right now. So what do I have this game? I got 2017 KC. Yeah. It's so hard for me to believe that it's going to be that low scoring, but that's, that's what we've seen this year. That's what it, you know, the smart money tells you. Um, I've got to go Kansas city here. Uh, they are on the road at Tampa, so I don't, you know, I can't right. pick them to win big. Uh, I, I know. Did you the see Bucks- this might get moved to Minnesota because of the the weather and all the? I know I, I did see that, and which obviously you know hurts the Bucks more sure. than the Chiefs by quite a bit, and and makes their trip longer than the Chiefs. So, um, even though the Chiefs are the away team, so that that would just make me want to take the Chiefs even more. And you're only giving up one point for the Chiefs here, so yeah, give me Kansas City all day in this one. Yeah, it, it feels like the line's a little low. I agree. Yeah, I agree. In fact, it's one of my my easier bets here. And, you know, it's it's always weird to say, hey, let's bet against Tom Brady. That's an easy one. But that's what it feels like in this one, because guess what? They got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Yeah. Here's my little uh, fan or little uh, stat for you here, too. Okay. Only 50 percent of Mahomes' throws are going to wide receivers. Like that's a extremely low percentage for any NFL team, but also much different than what we're used to in this offense. Yes, but some efficiency bump and just taking what the, the, the teams are giving you. Right. Yeah. 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 But eventually they'll have, they'll have to come up a little bit and then you know, you'll pop one. Yeah. Yeah. So some of it is patience by Mahomes and, you know, good coaching and growing up a little bit, but it's also a hey, Juju Hardman. You guys need to step up a little bit. Only two wins combined between the Titans and the Colts who are facing off this week in the AFC South. If one of those teams is going to make a move, they've got to start now in week four and, Thursday night football. It is the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals next. 
I know everyone out there hates insurance. We all do, right? But the folks at Brightco turn the whole experience upside down. They turn it around so it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. There's no excuses for you not to have your jewelry, your expensive watch, your wedding rings, your engagement rings. By the way, man, some of the videos they have on here of how people <laughs> lose their engagement rings is insane. So make sure you are covered before you pull that thing out and drop it in the ocean or watch it trickle down the steps at a at a stadium or maybe just don't go propose in public that that might be uh, the <laughs> keep, best it, keep it personal yeah of all of this um but there's no excuses for just five bucks a month you can get totally comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone it is super easy you can check it out at bright.co slash locked on a bunch of those hilarious videos as well for you to see for yourself about people losing those engagement rings at bright.co slash locked on here we go, Matt. Let's finish up our six-pack, and it is the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts here, a battle in the AFC South, not for first place, just for uh, just for second place, right? Like, you're just trying yeah. to keep your head above water if you're these two teams and start to make that run. We've seen some warts for both rosters, and uh, I'm much less bullish on both of these teams. I like the Colts more than the Titans coming into the year, but now I don't like either team. One of them's got to step up. Is it going to be the Colts at home or the Titans on the road? Yeah, I really would love to bet against both these teams. Uh, I, I'm, I haven't said anything good about the Titans in an eternity, but I will take the three and a half. I mean, I think these teams are pretty equal right now. I know the Colts just beat the Chiefs, but that was the Chiefs giving the game away. I'm worried that Matt Ryan is dust. Um, Henry versus Taylor, I guess I'll take Taylor, but I just think it's a close game. Neither one of these teams is particularly explosive. I just want the points. I'm going to go the other way because I think if it was okay. a neutral site, I'd have the Colts by three and they're only favored by three and a half at home. So, um, I think they can win this one by four or more points. I think they're just a, a more well-rounded team. I want to see some more of the weapons on the Colts offense besides Taylor who's banged up. And by the way, Jonathan Taylor this week missed practice with a toe injury for the first time he hasn't missed practice even in high school oh wow high school wisconsin and in the nfl he has never missed a practice that's great and, uh he missed the first practice this week i think he's gonna go and, and that'll be all fine but they've got to find some other weapons besides taylor but it is something to monitor there with the toe injury and that could linger all year long for for jonathan taylor but um you know that said we, we saw what the cyborg on the other sideline, what, what his career looked like. And he was doing amazing things and starts to get hurt last year. And now all of a sudden that running game starting to look pretty pedestrian with Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. And if they don't have that, they don't have a lot else. So yeah, give me no. the Colts in this one by, by at least four. Here's another little tidbit. Traylon Burks's role is starting to really pick up. You know, he may be a buy low in fantasy just based off of usage. You, know, you can get him cheap. So keep an eye on that. This week kicks off with a really good one, Thursday Night Football. The Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals' offense has been the worst on a per-play basis in the NFL this year. Is the Dolphins' defense the one for them to get right against? I don't know. I, I, I really don't like this game because I everyone's on this, this angle – Played a million snaps in the heat, and now you got to travel, you know, short week to Cincinnati, and it looks like Cincinnati's defense or offense is right. I don't believe that to be the case. I give a big coaching advantage to Miami in terms of scheming things up on both sides of the ball. I just, 
I'm thinking about making a rule that I'm not allowed to bet on the road team on Thursday night. So yeah. I'm going to go Cincy Thursday, 27-20. With what we've seen from these teams, the Bengals shouldn't be favored here. But the, the home right. team, Thursday night, Tua coming in with a bad back on a short week isn't a great combination. Um, we've seen the Dolphins have to pull off some magic in a couple of those games. And we know the Bengals aren't as bad as they've shown to start the year. So is this the get right game for them? Three and a half is tough. I probably wouldn't touch it, but um, neutral field on Sunday, I'm giving this to the Bengals. Or, I mean, to, to the Dolphins because I really mm-hmm. like what they've done. Sure. Um, you know, short week in Cincinnati, even three and a half point favored Bengals. Uh, I, I would, I, I really want to take the points here, but it's just so hard with those, those, uh, those road teams on Thursday night, and especially if the the one player who's banged up on your roster is your quarterback. So yeah, give me Cincinnati in this one. Yeah, I don't feel good about it, though. Do you think that with the way the defenses are playing to start the year, Matt, and with what we've seen from uh, numerous offenses starting slow, especially the Bengals' offense, do the Bengals have enough if you're taking away that Jamar Chase connection over the top? They need to run the ball better. And everyone's on their own line about, you know, too much pressure on Burrow, and I think Burrow brings some of that upon himself. But I think this needs to be a get-right game for Mixon, and I would lean on him heavy on the short week against a battered defense. Let's talk about that tomorrow, because, I mean, Higgins and Boyd did really well against the Jets, and Sauce Gardner kind of shut Jamar Chase down. It, like, maybe got the better of him. So I do think the offense is plentiful, and Burrow is not bashful about spreading it around, but I want to see a run game tonight. Uh, we'll find out a lot about the the coaching staff and this Miami Dolphins team on a short week. They could really announce their presence in prime time with authority and say, yeah, we don't care where it is, where the games happen, what day of the week. Uh, we're for real. and We're going to be here all year long. So uh, that's going to be a great one. Mon- on Thursday night, we'll cover Monday night football, the rest of the Sunday slate of NFL games in week four on tomorrow's Peacock and Williamson.